What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Third and King podcast. My name is Max. You remember my friend Tej. Hey. We like to talk about the San Francisco Giants. Today is April 19th. The Giants just picked up a win. A much needed win. It's a good day. How are you, Tej? I'm doing good. Doing well. How's uh, how are you? How's your day? I'm doing well. We've had a lot of kind of day baseball, and it hasn't been going in our favor. So my evenings have been a little thrown off, but <laughs> we won. We did win today, and uh, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a good night. But despite today's win, kind of a trend going on lately. We haven't been winning. That leads me to this question that I want to ask you. Okay. Are the Giants bad? <laughs> uh, maybe. Is that is that a good answer? It's the right answer. Okay. Uh, we said that we might have been unreasonably optimistic when the season was just getting started. Yep. And now that really does feel unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, it's been a tough few days. It feels like we've been beating ourselves, really. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely been a pretty bad stretch. You know, they lost five in a row. And I talked about on one of our earlier episodes that, you know, looking at individual games can get dangerous, but it's better to look at series. And the Giants haven't won a series yet. And that's been not, tough. That's not good. Uh, and even today with the win, the Marlins with the winning run at the plate in the bottom of the 11th inning, with the way that the last few games have been going, you know, the two extra inning losses in Detroit, you know, the two walk-offs, I just was expecting the worst. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a little tough. I think we, we played about as expected against the Dodgers and the Yankees, but a series against the Royals and the Tigers, I don't think we should be losing. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, it's going to be tough to take two of three in New York against the Yankees. So taking one, obviously you wanted better, but I'll take that. Yeah. And the Dodgers are good. Dodgers are always going to play us tough. But you're exactly right. The other series against the Royals, the Tigers, and even the Marlins, if the Giants are good, those are the types of games or at least series that they should be winning. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't. So going back to what you said about us being unreasonably optimistic, to answer your question, are the Giants bad? I don't think so but i'm also way further from thinking they are good you know they might not be bad but i like this stretch of baseball makes me think that they're not good either if that makes sense we do have a lot of people that are struggling the bullpen for one right yeah i am very unexcited when ross stripling comes out he started the year really badly it was something like seven home runs in six plus innings or something like that he it looked, happened quick. Yeah, and it happened quick. And it was like, wow. And he had such a good year last year, has had a pretty good track record in his career of being at least a decent pitcher, you know, if not better. Like he was very good last year. And when they signed him, I was like, that makes sense because he can come out of the bullpen. He can start, you know, having that flexibility is something that Giants value. And also just the way he pitches, it's like, you know, he's very cerebral, if you will. You know, he's very into like analytics and pitch shapes and stuff like that and i was like this is just a match made in heaven with the way that the giants do pitching development Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and then for him to come out just struggling pretty badly was was eye-opening he's he's looked a lot better his last two outings 
He looked better is, yesterday. Yeah, he looked better yesterday, and he looked better his outing before. I think he actually gave up a home run in that outing, but then like completely settled down. So it happens. I mean, even the the game against the Royals that they kind of had in the bag, and then they let slip away because he gave up a three run homer to Salvi Perez. I don't know if you remember that, but like it was like six inches off the ground or something. Like Perez just golfed it. It wasn't oh, a bad pitch. Yeah. It was just he got beat. So those are going to happen. Obviously, that doesn't explain the rest of the home runs he's given up. But, you know, I think he's looked good his last couple outings. I'll be curious to see, and we'll probably get to this in a little bit, if they go with Stripling in Wood's rotation spot or they did call up Tristan Beck, who's been starting for Sacramento. So I don't know if they'll give it to him. But I was encouraged by Stripling's last couple of outings for sure. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what they do with uh, Wood being injured right now. Like you said, the last two games, I have it pulled up now. He has looked much better. Just two earned runs against the Dodgers April 12th, and then yesterday, none, right? He pitched two innings, only two hits allowed, three strikeouts. Yeah. Speaking of on the up, Taylor Rogers. Yeah. A better I mean- outing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, talk about early season struggles. I mean, he came into the game today, and his ERA said like fifteen. You know, yeah, that's uh, fifteen. Uh, yeah, fifteen point seven five, which is down from it was eighteen something. Because he pitched well yesterday, and then he was the one that closed out the game today. Like we said earlier, it was kind of a nail biter, but I don't think that was him because actually Sean Jelly started the inning and kind of got into some trouble. And then Rodgers came in and shut the door. And then he looked good yesterday. So he wasn't going to have a 15 ERA all season. So those things are going to straighten themselves out. It's just early season numbers are weird. And when you struggle early in the year and the sample size is so small, it's just very glaring. And with those two guys in particular, the eye test matched it. It wasn't like they were just giving up a bunch of like dinks and doinks and you know their era was inflated from some bad contact that just happened to find holes like they were getting hit and getting hit hard but the last two outings for both of them were promising so we'll hope that is a trend that continues yeah it'll take some time for that era to come down a bit i know the type of person i am that would definitely affect me i expect these guys to be they're all pros right so I'm, i'm sure they're not thinking about that number in the back of their mind that would really on me you're right i doubt they're thinking about the number like the era number but i would imagine that they're thinking i pitched poorly or i don't have my command or i don't have my fastball or whatever it was that was making them struggle yeah like that's got a snowball and especially early in the season it's going to snowball quick because then you go out there in a fresh outing and you're like do i have my slider today and if you're already questioning if you have it you're behind because these guys have to think they're the best in the world to even like compete and then on top of that they have they have to think they're the best in the world and then go out and perform like the best in the world mm-hmm. so like if they're not thinking it i would imagine that it would affect their performance for sure yeah it would affect mine uh, yeah. did you see rogers throw his mid away i did <laughs> <laughs> And then he, he punched the bench a few times. Smartly, though, he was using his glove hand. So he was not punching it with his pitching hand, which, I mean, I mean, I get it. He was frustrated. He walked four straight batters. And that was kind of the difference in that game before it got away against the Dodgers. But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I assume it was a new mitt, and he's just like, nope, this one ain't it. Yeah. 
Apparently somebody went and got it out, which kudos to that person for going to grab it out. But And then he was like, I, I don't want it, and just went and got a new glove. <laughs> One of the luxuries of being a big leaguer, you know, you can get a new glove whenever you want. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want that thing anymore. <laughs> Yeah. One of the random things I was thinking about when I was watching him struggle is so he's his brother's on our team, right? Yeah. That's it's gotta be an interesting like dynamic there, right? Like he's gotta be watching it and it's tough watching your brother struggle. Yeah. And then afterwards it's like, should we talk about this? Like our like what are we doing? Yeah. And there was a quote from, from Taylor after that outing. He threw his mid away, he talked to reporters, and if you want to talk about that for a second, these guys are expected to talk to reporters after they just have like the worst outing of their life or something, you know, like that's why in any sport in yeah. any sport that blows my mind. Half the time they seem like very good public speakers. Yeah. Like a game just wrapped up. You're asking them questions. Like I'm watching it sitting on my couch and I don't even know how I would reply. And then when guys like don't stick around for quotes, people bash them. It's like, I get that's part of the job, but like they're also people too. And you're allowed. I don't know. I think they're allowed to have a bad day at the office, but Maybe I'm being a little too kind. One I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> the legend. One of the things he said, though, was like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. You know, like he was like so beat up about it. He was like, I just know that I'm going to sleep terribly because I'm going to wear this and it's going to wear on me. And and like that sucks. And maybe that's part of that snowball effect we were talking about where he just can't get out of his own way. How that dynamic goes with his brother. I don't know. I mean, it's not like he can give him any tips. Maybe <laughs> maybe try throwing underhand. You know, I do think it would be really cool if we were able to get Tyler to throw both ways. And imagine batting. You just don't know what you're getting. Yeah. I, that would be crazy. Yeah. Speaking of not being able to sleep you think vr got some sleep after basically losing that game for us man that was one of the ones in detroit where it was an extra innings and there was a ground ball to second base he is playing out of position so i think we should give him a little bit of slack but he tries to get the zombie runner at third when there's no force out that's a bad baseball play basically forced camilo to try and get four outs instead of three and sure enough he struck the next two guys out that would have been three outs in the inning, but then he gave up the the home run after that. Those are the types of things that you obviously don't want to give outs away. There's 27 of them. Why give the team extra? It does seem like the Giants, whenever they do like make an error of any, even if it's like a you know a mental error, because I don't I don't know if that went down as an error or a fielder's choice. However, it was officially scored. But like, whenever they give the other team an extra out, the other team just pounces. And Mm -hmm. on the other side, I don't see the Giants doing the same thing. It's probably just early season sample size, but he probably felt bad. And then he's been really struggling at the plate, too, which is. Yeah. Yeah. He looks lost out there. Yeah, he does. And with J.D. Davis playing so well, you know, it wouldn't shock me if VR is starting to lose some playing time or maybe they send him to AAA for a little bit just to get his head right. You know, we've talked about this with other players where sometimes the back and forth can be hard on them, which again would be understandable. If they can have a conversation with him where they're like, hey, you're lost at the plate. Let's get you right at AAA. And when you're hitting, you'll be right back up. If they can have that conversation, that might be good for him. It might be a hard conversation to have. I don't know, but he's struggling. You hate to see it and hope he can figure it out, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to watch right now. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I was going to ask you what you think our plan is with him. This is similar to kind of how Joey Bart was last season, right? So VR's got 10 hits on the season. Three of them are home runs, and he's got two doubles. 21 strikeouts. Like, it's bomb or bust for him right now, I feel. That's a little bit of his game. He's not going to be a high batting average guy. He's going to have a pretty high strikeout rate. You know, league average is somewhere around 25%, and he's probably going to be north of 30 you know, he's going to strike out more than average, but he's striking out too much right now. The contact he's making is not solid contact. It's definitely boomer busts, and I think they need a little bit more from him. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about J.D. Davis. Dude is having an incredible April. He's, he's loving it right now. He is loving life. He's loving baseball. Not that I've ever played at any sort of professional level or anything close <laughs> to it, but... There are times when like things are going well and you're like, I love this game. And then you get in droughts where you're like, I hate this game. Or like Alex Bohm last year when he made a few errors and said, I hate this place. <laughs> you know, baseball has a way of humbling you. But man, J.D. Davis looks really good. And the surprising part is that he looks good at third base, too, because that was always the knock on him was that like, yeah, he can hit. He's got tons mm-hmm. of power. He's got huge you know, exit velocity numbers, but where are we going to put him in the field? But he's looked great at third base. Like his arm looks strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's got a strong arm, but like, I mean, everything about it, he's made some really good plays. I mean, he almost pulled off this crazy bare hand play today. He didn't get the guy, but like, I mean, he wasn't doing that last year. And like, you show this to Mets fans and they're like, nah, that's not JD Davis. It just wasn't his game. And he was a good player without the defense but with the defense i mean it's april is early let's yeah yeah not get too Uh, ahead of ourselves but he looks great he looks great i did read a little blurb i guess in the preseason uh before the season started he and kapler went out for a meal and he told kapler that he expects to establish himself as an everyday player win a gold glove and be one of the best hitters in the league right it's obviously super early like you just said but he's backing it up so far, he's backing it up, I think. And he was know, free. Oh, my goodness. That <laughs> that trade looks like an absolute heist right now. I, it looked like a heist when it happened, to be totally honest. I love Darren Ruff. I probably would have taken J.D. Davis over Darren Ruff straight up. Yeah, who else got, did we get for him? Yeah, we got three pitchers. We do have some people, some guys not performing well but we do some guys are pulling their weight right yeah jd davis uh tyro's looking good tyro looks really good he was last year but he's cemented himself as an everyday player as well i think there was kind of still some thought that he might get platooned against some right-handed pitchers you know which is why they maybe got brett wisely and you know they have isan diaz in the minors as well who are both left-handed hitting middle infielders but until further notice he's an everyday player now he's gonna have some rest days so my guess would be that those will come against right-handed pitchers instead of left-handed pitchers but he's definitely not gonna get platooned and he looks great he's got a little bit more pop than i mean so far than he did last year he's capable of stealing some bases his average is pretty good pretty good defense i think and he's bad. Yeah, he's batting 323. 2020 season, 20 homers, 20 steals. Okay. You think so? He was pretty close last year. I don't not think so. Yeah, all right. I'll take yeah. it. Put it out there. Yeah. 
<laughs> One thing I did put out there at the beginning of the season is that I said this is going to be Joey Bart's comeback season. This is it. And he's looking a lot better, man. I'm feeling pretty good about that. He looks really good behind the plate. And this he's is framing one- him up. Yeah. yeah, this is one of the things that we talked about earlier in the season. If he can be a good defensive catcher, the floor is just so high. Like the baseline, if you're a good defensive catcher, is really high. And then if you can hit a little bit, that's a that's a very good player. And his defense looks really good. I don't know if it's another year under his belt. I don't know if maybe there was like some whispering from Roberto Perez because like his framing looks better. His blocking looks better. He's always had a good arm. So the throwing still looks good. Like he just, he, this is going to sound cheesy, but like he looks like he feels like he belongs. Like he looks more confident. Maybe it was just, he was a little intimidated by coming in the shadow of Buster Posey. Like, I, I don't know, but he looks, he looks great. And you know, he's still figuring it out at the plate, especially since he started on the injured list. You know, his sample size is even smaller than some of these other guys that we're talking about. But it's very encouraging to see him look that good as a defensive catcher at, at the very least. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a sigh of relief. It seems like we're going to see him more than we may have thought, especially after seeing him miss that opening day lineup. Yeah. He's played eight games this season so far, and yeah, he's he's looking good. Yeah, still no long ball, and only one walk, but he does look a little more patient up there. He's not striking out as much. He's getting hits. He's kind of like we were talking about with VR. Like he's gonna strike out a decent amount, but if he can walk enough and hit with enough power and be a good defensive catcher, he's not gonna be Buster Posey. But that's an unrealistic expectation. But if he can be a solid regular, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. So another guy that's having a good season so far, Scott Alexander. He looks like a dude. Yeah, he's a dude. Ever since he came up, came up last year, he's been incredible. He's looked super good. Alex Wood says he's got a unicorn sinker. Uh, I think I think Grant Brisby calls it a turbo sinker. It's unique because he's throwing 93 or 94 with really drastic sink on it, which you don't see from the left side very often. Most, If you think about it, and I don't know why it is, but most sinker ballers that you think of are right-handed pitchers. So maybe it's just because there's less left-handed pitchers in general. He just goes out there and throws a sinker, and people seem to not be able to hit it. So Yeah, yeah, we've seen him a lot already. Eight games, he's only allowed one earned run. It was a home run against Max Muncy at Oracle Park. Well, where he, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say it. Well, apparently um, he turns into Barry Bonds when he plays at Oracle <laughs> Park. So if you give up a home run to Barry Bonds, you tip your cap and you move on. Yeah, that's fair. But Scott's a Santa Rosa guy, so I imagine he's now playing for his home team. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. What about our starters? What do you think of them right now, the rotation? I think they've all looked pretty good, and some of them have looked even better. I mean, Tony Disco is dealing. Oh, oh yeah. He looks fantastic. Alex Cobb looks really good. His start against the Dodgers, you know, he came out and said after the game, that's the worst command I've ever Mm -hmm. had. But it's not like he was getting lit up. He just walking too many guys. His pitch count got up and they were like, all right, we got to make a move. But yeah, he looks really good. Manaya looked really good against the Royals, looked less good against Detroit, but didn't look bad. I think he looks good. Wood looked really good until he got hurt. So hopefully the hamstring strain won't keep him out too long. I think... 
Webb has looked really good. Congrats, Logan Webb, on your contract extension, by the way. Yeah. That's good news for us, good news for him, good news all around. We love those kinds of moves. Webb's ERA is a little inflated right now. I think he's looked really good. Like, his stuff's good. He's throwing strikes. He's not walking guys. His strikeout rate is way up from last Hmm. season. His velocity is, like, a little bit up. I hate using this word, but I think he's been a little bit unlucky with his, like, home run rate. You know, yeah, it's like he misses like he misses once a game, right? And they're taking advantage. Yeah, and usually if you miss once a game, I don't know, you'd go like, all right, 50-50 if they're going to take advantage or not. And then his misses are like, it's like 90% chance they're going to hit a home run, not even that they're going to like, I don't know, it's been a little weird. You know, his, his expected stats, if you put any stock into that whatsoever, like his expected era is like 2.58 which is kind of in line with a where we expect him to be and then b kind of the eye test other than those yeah again either fluky or unlucky home runs i would expect the home run rate to come way down he's just too good to keep giving up a lot of home runs like that i think he's just kind of gotten either unlucky or or made mistakes in you know the wrong at the wrong time and and paid the price for it but i I think that'll correct itself fix it up fix it yeah we'll be good yeah i saved the worst for last Uh oh we got to talk about brandon crawford it's painful it hurts hurts to think about it yeah he's struggling it's he's not looking good he's struggling at the plate and then he's also he doesn't look like himself in the field either yeah you know, he obviously had that. I think it was a three error game, or maybe it was like a two error. And like it was, it was two. Uh, it was, a, it was, it was against was Detroit. A, there was also a play that he should have made, but they didn't call it an error for whatever. Exactly. Reason. I'm sure. I'm sure if you asked him, he'd tell you it was an error. Yeah, I don't know if it's related, but you know, he missed a game earlier this season with a forearm strain, and even his throws don't look like the normal Brandon Crawford throws that we're used to. Like. You know, we're used to him throwing flat-footed and getting some heat behind it to get a guy out at first or whatever, and I haven't seen that yet. Maybe it's the forearm, maybe it's something else, I don't know, but it's been tough to watch. You're right, because, like, he looks he looks a little lost both at the plate and in the field, and he's always been a great defensive shortstop and has had some really good offensive years. But you always expect the defense to be there, and it and it just really hasn't. So it's been it's been rough. Yeah, one of the uh, interesting things is that we in an earlier episode during spring training we had commented that he's one of those guys that likely doesn't require a lot of time to ramp back up and get into the swing of things. I feel like I struck out on that one. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I think he's hurt and he's trying to play through it. The Giants are hurting right now from injuries but like in the outfield, not in the infield. So if he's hurt, take a couple weeks off, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's so weird. And so if he's hurt, I wonder, is the urgency for him to get back into it? There? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. He's toward the end of his career, right? Yeah. Is his head still 100% in the game? Who knows? He, know, he knows the end is coming. His shelf life is is almost up so I, I wonder if that's affecting him we do know that he and his wife are expecting their fifth child maybe yeah. his head's just somewhere else right now i don't know but yeah it's it's kind of painful to watch he's only batting a buck 60 yeah we never know what's going on with these guys behind the scenes we've talked about that before that something going on in their personal life 
very well could be affecting their play on the field, so who knows. He doesn't look 100% physically there. People have been speculating, and I think rightfully so, that this is probably his last season because it's the last year of his contract. He's getting up there in age. He's got four kids with a fifth on the way. Maybe it's just time to hang him up. We saw this from Posey, and obviously they're different players, but I think Posey had such a good year in 21 because he knew he wasn't going to play after that and just left nothing in the tank and just gave as much as he could and not to say that Crawford's dogging it but kind of what you were saying earlier about if his head's not there I would almost expect if he thinks this is the end for the opposite to have the effect but maybe then in a roundabout way that he's putting more pressure on himself to have this really good like send-off year to me it looks like he's hurt but if that's the case I don't know why he's he's playing so Heal up, Brandon. Yeah. We like having you out there. Absolutely. Other injuries, though. We got Jock on the I.L. Yeah, that one kind of came out of nowhere. They had the the series against the Dodgers, which he played in, and then they had a game against Detroit, and they called up Darren Ruff. Welcome back, Darren Ruff. Love to see it. Uh, they were gonna, or they were playing against a left-handed starter. Ruff looks good against lefties. He can always hit lefties. But then it was late in the game, and there was a right-handed reliever in, and I'm like, why is Jock Peterson not in this game right now and turns out he was hurt yep and it was like wrist inflammation and those are the types of things that like you can sleep on it wrong and yeah you know or you know take a weird swing in bp or something like that but kind of came out of nowhere and then they were playing a man short because of it in detroit because he couldn't even swing and they were already playing a man short because michael conforto has been dealing with calf tightness or whatever you want to call it where he can at least swing but then you know they'll pinch hit for him and if he gets on base they immediately have to pinch run for him they were kind of in a bad spot with having jock active and not on the injured list for a game but that tells me that it happened so close to when the game started that they didn't even have time to bring somebody up from one of their minor league affiliates right well i I did read he received a cortisone shot the inflammation appears to be gone and eligible to return on saturday so i'm sure we'll see him this weekend hopefully probably yeah. Alex Woods hurt. We talked about that a bit. Uh, he left the game in the third with a strained hamstring. They've got him on the 15 day, but I, I mean, I would keep my eye on this because I've seen this injury slide out further than that. I think, yeah. I mean, look at Slater. We don't know the extent of the hamstring injury, even if it's a low level one. Like we think of pitchers and their arms all the time, but like, you know, they use their legs a lot. And so so it's, it's his left hamstring, right? And so that's the leg he pushes off of. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that they can really afford to do anything but take that pretty seriously. Yeah, and because he's got to be on the the injured list for at least 15 days, I would imagine they're going to slow play it because they don't want, like, him to re-aggravate it. And then they'll probably put him on a rehab assignment. But I do think that they prepared pretty well for this. They have a lot of starting pitching depth, so I... You know, I mean, Wood was pitching great, but I this is one of the ones where I'm like, okay, I think the depth is actually going to be okay and work in our favor. Yeah, so one guy they probably should have put on the IL, I guess, is Conforto, but it didn't really afford to do that. Yeah, um, and good thing they didn't though, right? Because he hit today's game winner. Yeah, so that was a that's a weird one. You're absolutely right. Probably for the best because he hit a not a pinch hit home run. He pinch hit earlier and stayed in the game as the designated hitter and then hit that game winner in the 11th because he hasn't been able to play the field or run the bases they're almost playing two people short because like i said earlier if he 
does get on base, they have to pinch run for him. And we're like nine days into this, so it's almost curious why they didn't IL him. Again, he hit the home run today, so we're yeah. happy about that. <laughs> it's just, It was just a weird approach. The only thing I can think of is that they didn't have anyone that they were like thrilled about coming up and taking his place. With so many people already on the injured list, maybe they were just like, we're better off having Conforto at bats than Isan Diaz at bats or something. I don't know. Maybe that's what where their thought was. And today that they might have proved us right. It's weird that he hasn't that he never went to the injured list and it's been almost ten days at this point. I think that you're right. The only explanation is that we just have a limited bench. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we will be getting two guys back soon. Both Slater and Hanniger have started their assignments. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good sign. Both hitting bombs in AAA. Both hitting bombs in AAA. Good sign because the Giants have especially struggled against left-handed pitching. I mean, we saw the Marlins basically dare them to hit their left-handed relievers all series, and they couldn't. So getting both of those guys back. I mean, Slater's quietly one of the best hitters against left-handed pitching like in the league, which is kind of <laughs> weird. And then Hanniger's just a really good hitter in general. And he hits from the right side. So that'll help protect Lamont White Jr. from having to hit against left-handed pitching. Or, you know, maybe Yaz, even though he hit a homer against a lefty today. But it'll help him, like, mix and match a little bit more. I think we need to, you know, there's always this thought. It's like, oh, well, when we're fully healthy, you know, we'll we'll get clicking on all cylinders. And baseball's cruel. Like, as soon as somebody, <laughs> you know, as soon as those two come back, like, somebody else will get hurt. It's just uh. hopefully we'll, we'll have a stretch where we've got everybody. But I don't think we can ever count on that, I guess is my point. I don't know if you remember, but in 2012, they made a trade for both Marco Scudero and Hunter Pence. But Pablo was hurt when they made those trades. And then Pablo came back and they had one one game with their full lineup. And then Melky, <laughs> Melky Cabrera gets popped for steroids. It's uh. just like there's always something that's going to happen where you can't ever say, Oh, well, when we're at full strength, like you're just never going to be at full strength. So why does that only happen to us? No, it happens to everybody. No, does it? Yeah, it does. (laughs) But that all being said, getting Hanniger and Slater back is like a net positive. Shaking up the roster a little bit. Darren Ruff is back. That's fantastic. Sammy Long was DFA'd. He was DFA'd for some outfield depth. They basically acquired him from the A's for cash considerations. They acquired Al Stevenson. Cal Stevenson. He's a left-handed hitting outfielder. I personally think this was a little bit more about Sammy Long than it was about getting a little bit more depth because, I mean, Long was a really cool story, but he's struggled really bad in really badly in AAA this year and had some struggles last year. Showed some flashes last year too i think though that just because of the way he was struggling that they saw an opportunity to get some outfield depth and dfa long in the process so yeah ever since he came out and said he wants to be called sam long and not sammy sammy's a cool name i don't know sammy long that's a that's a baseball name that's a good name it's got a good ring to it it really does ramos is obviously back up right he's been playing uh Beatty's back down yeah, I think those guys, along with, like, Brett Wisely, are just going to, like, kind of carousel, depending on if they've got a string of right-handed pitchers or left-handed pitchers that they're going to face. And if they need, you know, outfield help or infield help, 
kind of is what it boils down to. So what else we got going on uh, down in the minor leagues? Uh, Patrick Bailey is looking pretty good. Patrick Bailey is looking very good. So he had a five for five plus a walk game yesterday including a home run in his first at bat. His average is up over 400. He's also a very good defensive catcher. He won the gold glove for the minor leagues as a catcher last year. His reputation is that he's a very good defensive catcher, and he's starting to hit. That's a good sign. He's a switch hitting catcher, which yeah, if he can actually hit from both sides, the Giants will absolutely love that. Does it feel to you like there's more switch hitters now than there have been in the last few years? Is this a trend? So there, I think, that, come back? I think that growing up, we saw a lot. And mm-hmm. then I do think that the trend went away from switch hitting. I haven't looked lately, but it, at least anecdotally, it does seem like it's kind of swinging back towards some more switch hitting. Yeah. Even if you're strong, you're obviously going to be stronger at one side of the plate than the other. But yeah we can use analytics and figure out the right times to do it the interesting thing about bailey is that he is his stronger side seems to be from the left side there's more right-handed pitchers than there are left-handed so you'll always yeah the the big side of the platoon most catchers hit right-handed so if they wanted to strictly platoon him it'd probably be very easy to find a partner for that whether that's joey bart or someone else i don't know it's intriguing at least if if not somewhat exciting so he's in richmond right with wins gone who's in triple a now who's in sec we've got gary sanchez yeah and then genovis am i gonna pronounce that correctly probably not probably not um, but that is right um i'm just trying to think gary sanchez is gonna he's not gonna stay in triple a no, right, so. So he's got he's got something in his contract, and I want to say it's May first, where he can opt out if he's not in the big leagues. So it's that's soon, actually, yeah. It's it's coming up. It wouldn't surprise me if they give him a look soon. He hasn't been hitting in Triple A, so they'll either give him a look or cut ties. And I think once they do that, they might just promote Patrick Bailey to Triple A. Like that's what I was. They, that's they, what I was the Giants tend to slow play their promotions a little bit, but I think this one makes sense. Like he kind of looks like he's, I mean, small sample size, of course, you'll hear that a lot, but you know, he looks like he's ready to make the jump from double A AA to triple A. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Yeah. All right. So another guy who's had a pretty strong start in low way is Carson Weissenhunt. Yeah. So he was their second-round pick last year. He's a left-handed starting pitcher, and his changeup looks elite. Again, small sample caveat. Also, it's low A, so... But but that changeup looks nasty. He's got, I think, three earned runs over two games that he's started so far this season. He's fanned eight um, over six innings, so he is tracking well. Yeah, and he was an interesting one because... He didn't play his, I think his junior year was his last year at college and didn't play because of a some sort of PED suspension. But those are so weird that the Giants were like, yeah, we'll take him in the second round. Like he probably fell from a first round pick to a second round pick because of that. Logan Webb got popped for a PED suspension when he was yeah. in the minors and he's been trying yep. to fight it forever. Not that it really affects him in any way, but... He just wants, you know, he wants his record clean. 
But, like, let's just say for a moment, for argument's sake, that he was on something, whether knowingly or not. He's not now, and he's pitching great and has for the last few years. So, like, I guess my point is, even if he was on something, again, either knowingly or not, maybe he had a bad trainer that gave him something crummy and it lit up the test or whatever. It doesn't mean that he was relying on that to be good. But because mm-hmm. of that, he fell to the second round, and the Giants felt like they got two first-round picks because because of that. So they're excited about him. I think I think he's one of the guys where, contrary to what I said earlier, where they like to be a little bit slow with their promotions, I think they'll actually be a little bit aggressive with him just because he has kind of that track record. And the changeup is the platoon neutralizer. So, like, mm. if, you, if you try and stack a right-handed lineup against a left-handed pitcher and you've got a good changeup, like, that's good. They like what they see out of them, and they'll probably be pretty aggressive. A stat that they need to implement specific only to the San Jose Giants is how many beer batters he strikes out. Yeah. <laughs> I need to look and see if I can find if, if any of those eight strikeouts were a beer batter. Uh, in his first game, one of them was. Was so, it? Yeah, yeah. I love that. I haven't been to a San Jose game in a decade and a half. But. I think I think I went for my 21st birthday was the last time I went. But they're a blast. Mm-hmm. I love minor league baseball. It's so much fun. A decade, a decade and a half. Yeah. A decade and a half. Yeah. Um, I hope they never lose that tradition. That one's fun. Oh, yeah. Two guys that, okay, so Casey Schmidt's not necessarily struggling, but his batting's a bit funky. He is batting, I think, 310, has some ribbies. It's just all base hits. Yeah, it's kind of like an empty 300 batting average. Yeah. Like, not a ton of power yet, and not a lot of walks either. So you might see the 300-plus batting average and think, why isn't Casey Schmidt up yet? I mean, yeah, yeah. Part, I think part of that's because J.D. Davis is playing out of his mind. But then I think part of it is that he's getting some some hits with without the authority that they're looking for. Like, they want to see some power from him. Obviously, the defense is going to be there. We've said this since the beginning. He can come up and play third base and maybe even shortstop at the big leagues right now. But they want him to improve at the plate and see if they can turn him into a big league hitter. Because if they can, he's going to be a very good player. Yeah, I agree. I, even though it's it's just one step from AAA to the bigs, it's a big leap. It's a big leap. The talent is yeah a lot higher. Yeah, You see it when these guys rehab. Right. Oh yeah, you got Fernando Tatis in three homers a game. Yeah, you get five and five at bats or something like that over two yeah. games. Yeah, the talent gap is real. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's real. Last guy, Kyle Harrison, struggling just a bit. Yeah, he struggled to start the year with his first two starts. Like his first start, he went two plus innings because he threw so many pitches. He was getting deep into counts. He was walking guys. He walked Fernando Tatis Jr. twice. His last start looked better. And then Eno Saris does this tweet about, like, stuff plus in the minor leagues. And Kyle Harrison has been in the top 10 even when he wasn't pitching that well. So his stuff is there. Like, there, there's no question. He's got great stuff. The question is command, control. You know, I think once they get that ironed out that we'll see him. But... You know, I think they're they're going to make sure that it's there before they call him up. Yeah, it'll happen. I have a thought, too, that they're going to be very careful with his pitch counts and his inning limits already. But I have this thought that they could use him like Tampa Bay used David Price when 
Price was a rookie uh, way back when in 2008, where if they can limit his pitches and his innings enough at the minor league level, that they can call him up late in the season to be like a two-inning reliever type and just be this like secret weapon that they use. That comes back to like, are the Giants good? Are the Giants <laughs> going to make the playoffs where something like that would even be helpful? Time will tell. But I think if they're in a race and they've been able to control his his usage a bit, that that might be when we see him is kind of later in the year, just out of out of the bullpen a little bit, getting some like two inning uh, relief appearances here and there. Towards the end of the season, we always see those these guys get called up and you see the some random reliever in there that you don't necessarily know too well. I think he'll end up being one of those guys. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Let's wrap all this up. Why don't you tell me what you're looking forward to? We've got a lot of a lot of baseball coming up. I think we've got seven games in a row. Did I did I get that right? Uh, got a eight. Game. Eight. Yeah, so it's two four games. Two, four games. That's okay. Yeah, against the Mets and the Cardinals, who yeah. are better teams than the Royals, the Tigers, and the Marlins. Yeah. So this is going to be a big test. At least as of now, the Giants won't see Max Scherzer. So <laughs> my guess is he'll be able to appeal that. But For um, those that don't know, 10-game suspension. He was ejected today for having some sticky stuff on his hand. So automatic 10-game suspension. Yeah, MLB is yeah. trying to crack down on sticky stuff. So if you get ejected for sticky stuff, it's just automatic 10-game suspension. I think yeah. he's going to appeal it. I'm sure he will. My guess is they'll bring it down, but then, you know, maybe they'll bring it down to five and they still miss him. You know? Yeah. I, we don't need to get into this, but the umpire felt something and he saw something and they've got a, they have to respect that. Yeah. So yeah, they might bring it down. They might not. Yeah. Right. If I the mean, umpire says, no, that's sticky stuff. That is a violation of the rules. So who knows? Yeah. One of the other, uh, interesting storylines is, um, the Giants have Michael Conforto and J.D. Davis, who most recently played for the Mets before. And Darren Ruff. I was going to get to him. Uh, <laughs> I have this in my notes. And uh, Wilmer played there. We got a lot of. Uh, yeah, Wilmer. No, good call. Mets alumni. Yeah, yeah. Both the J.D. Davis one and the Darren Ruff one, which is kind of why I wanted to wait on Darren Ruff, but it's okay. If they do anything against the Mets, the Mets fan base is going to be so mad. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Cause they did not like JD Davis. And again, I think he's playing really well right now, but I also, I mean, I think he was a good player. Maybe they were just expecting him to be a star and they didn't, and he didn't meet their expectations, but then yeah, Darren Ruff. I mean, it's weird. The dude got like, four at bats in an extended spring training game came up and hit a double off the wall off Clayton Kershaw. Like he can hit lefties. Yeah. So if there's a lefty that the Mets are starting, Ruff's going to play and he can still hit lefties. And if he gets, if he does anything, Mets fans are just going to lose their mind. And I will, I will laugh wholeheartedly. (laughs) So is Mania pitching tomorrow for us? Yes. So it's, uh, it's Manaya versus Senga tomorrow. How many out of four are we going to take? Well, the way that they've been playing, I would hope they can take two. 
Um, ideally, like you'd want to take three or four in a in a home situation. I think right now, like if they can get back to playing five hundred ball, we'll take it. Absolutely. And if they if they lose three or four, I mean they're just gonna keep digging themselves a hole. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then so no day off, and then going right into a Cardinals, a long Cardinals series. Yeah, another four game set with the Cardinals. Cardinals are a good team. Yeah, uh, I think they're a little light on the pitching, like the starting pitching right now, but their lineup is deep and good. So um, that's going to be tough to navigate. And then they, and then. So, I mean, even after the Cardinal series, they have one day off, but then they play a two-game set against the Padres in Mexico City. So this 10-game this stretch is uh, it's going to be tough, but I think it'll also tell us a lot about who this team actually is. How do you feel about two-game series? I don't like them. No, they're weird. Yeah. I mean, you can split them, and then it's, it's like, weird. Well, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't learn anything, you know? like <laughs> So, yeah. I, yeah, I think they did it just because it, it's in Mexico and they wanted, uh, you know, they wanted like an extra travel day and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, overall, I don't, I don't like two game series. I, I don't know, four game series are even kind of weird. I like the three. Yeah, three is good. Um, and I should know this. Who's the home team for that? The Potters. Yeah, I, I figured. Which so is a much. bummer for me because I actually I lose out on a Giants Padres series here in San Diego. That is a bummer. It's a bummer for me. Unless you go to Mexico, maybe I'll go to Mexico. <laughs> take Frank with you. I'll take. Yeah, he'd miss me. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all, man. That's all I got today. Cool. Um, thanks for uh, for hanging out. Thanks for chatting. Um, everybody listening. Please uh, do us a favor. Visit us at thirdandking.shop. Um, visit us on all the social medias at Third and King Shop. Email TJ and I at thirdandkingshop at gmail.com. Click subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Um, a like, a thumbs up, that would be nice. But yeah, find us on all those streaming platforms. We're out there. We're there. And we want to hear from you. Uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know uh, your thoughts on today's episode, past episodes, or if there's anything you want to hear from us. Yeah. Anything you want us to discuss. Cool, cool? Sounds good to me. All right, everyone. We will uh, see you next week. Adios. Right. See you.